Nathan, I don't want to scare you. I mean, we're not in the Halloween season anymore. This isn't a time of ghosts and goblins. But imagine a world where there are no shared cinematic universes. That sounds miserable. I felt sick with those words coming out of my mouth. I thought, a a world where the Hulk doesn't meet Thor... Where Mickey Mouse isn't patting R2-D2's head? No. I don't want to live in that no, world. Don't. Stop it. Stop <laughs> even talking about it. Nathan, take your fingers out from your ears. I need you to hear this next part. The good news... I, I, don't, I can't even hear it. No, I the don't want to hear it. The good news is that we do live in that world, thanks to Marvel movies. Oh. They convinced all of us that we want to see LeBron James talk to Daffy Duck. We want to see the alien from Aliens um, meeting Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. Uh, Nathan, we're we're on the edge of a little a little mini series. Yes, our first little mini series. Um, not counting hmm. holidays. I don't count holidays because that is a a seasonal theme yeah we've never done like coming up on the next three weeks of (laughs) no but starting this week it is going to be january marvel month from the 1970s and 80s wait will it go into february i don't think so okay (laughs) But yeah, and if it's, it uh, does, everyone can cancel their subscription because I'm a big liar. <laughs> yeah, it's early, or it's wait, w- w- when did TV start? When did TV start? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least by 1982. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna say this is early TV Marvel, but then we could say, but really, this is like mid TV. Marvel, right? We're starting with 1978. TV was pretty securely cemented as a force that was there to stay. No, I think we were still wondering if it was going to kick around for a little bit You think it was still one channel and it was just uh, like uh, a guy in a suit talking about (laughs) Alka-Seltzer? I I mostly listened to the radio and watched movies at the movie house (laughs) in 87. (laughs) Still. Well, people had something in common to you uh, in 1978 with the thing we're talking about because everyone else chose not to watch it either because we're talking about the movie (laughs) Doctor Strange from 1978 that premiered on September 6th on CBS opposite a little movie called Roots. So this movie did not do well. (laughs) It's just so unfair. It's so unfair. It's certainly foolish programming. (laughs) Um, Wait, was this opposite roots like episode three or was it opposite roots one? I'm not sure. I mean, roots pulled in real solid numbers the whole way through. It grew in popularity, but... I'm just saying, like, how could you know if it was first episode versus if it's like you're in episode three of the miniseries? Oh, I'm sure. Put up this pilot. I'm sure it was early on. I'm sure they were like, oh, a serious drama about Africa. 
No one's going to watch that. <laughs> Not when you We're have still racist. star Peter Hooten on our side. Everyone was hooting and hollering for Peter Hooten. Oh, oh butt chin himself. <laughs> Not since Kirk Douglas have we seen such a dimple on a chin. I heard that uh, Peter Hooten like stuck his car keys in that dimple. In oh, between. Yeah. He lost him in there? Yeah. <laughs> and then he lost them. <laughs> Honey, have you seen my keys? <laughs> yeah, they're in your chin. <laughs> it, it It is upsetting when somebody has such a dimpled chin that it, it looks like a little butt. Like you want to put a little, you want to reach over and put a tiny pair of, of underwear on their chin. <laughs> Give it a little wedgie. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a dork. <laughs> uh, television was having some success with Marvel in 1978 because the Incredible Hulk show was a big hit. Um, at the same time, they were trying to introduce an amazing Spider-Man show, which did well at first and then quickly dropped off and was canceled mid-first season. Um, so they were in that kind of uh, rush of Incredible Hulk doing well. They decided to go forward with a Doctor Strange show, and they decided to premiere it with this little hour-and-a-half-long TV movie, like I said, starring Peter Hooten, Jessica Walter, and Clyde Kusaru. Sorry. <laughs> and John <laughs> Mills is way down there, too. Academy Award winner John Mills. What's up? Okay, so... Why Doctor Strange? I was thinking about this because Doctor <laughs> Strange, when you think about the Marvel properties, well, first of all, I don't know what kind of property rights uh, were happening at that point. Of course, Marvel movies now have huge property rights, disagreements and problems and people who are doing everything they can if, the, if somebody other than Disney owns the character's film rights, they're holding on for dear life to them. Yeah. Because it's the and number making, one way to make money in entertainment right now is to have a Marvel character. So I don't know for yeah. television rights what was available. Uh, because in the 1970s, Marvel Comics was in one of its stretches of doing absolutely terrible for itself. Like, comics would okay. go in waves where they would have a big pop and they were really popular and then it would just drop off and Marvel had stretched itself very thin. Stan Lee, the owner was kind of taking it in a bunch of odd directions and made some bad investments. So there was a period where Marvel was doing everything they could just to not go bankrupt. Basically okay. up until Iron Man, Iron Man was the thing that got them out of bankruptcy. And that was a huge okay. Hail Mary pass. Nobody thought Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr., who at that point was the most famous for being a famous drug fancier, was going to become <laughs> one of the world's biggest movies and change the way movies are made, literally. Man. But so, you're right. again, Sorry, get back to your question. What? It could be rights. That's Why the boring, Dr. Strange? That's the boring answer is it could have been a rights issue. But let's go through yeah. and think about what would be possible on TV. First of all, it's an insane uh, 
swing <laughs> to make a Spider-Man TV show because when Sam Raimi made that first Spider-Man movie, they were just at the point in special effects where they could make Spider-Man look good. Can you imagine what yeah. they would do for the TV show? Well, we're going to find out <laughs> soon what they <laughs> I mean, did for I've the seen TV clips show. Of it. Yeah, and it's just like a guy on a rope, right? And he's just you see him like swing from one side to the other no, and guessing that shot gets reused. I think it's it most of it is like him walking on a floor that they've have a sideways camera on. Oh, are they doing the Batman climbing up the wall from Batman sixties show? I think so. Okay. I think so. Great. Can't I need wait. to I'll watch we'll what we'll see we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Um an incredible Hulk you know, that is doable on TV because it's a guy when he gets mad and when he gets mad, you just dump green paint on Lou Ferrigno and stick a camera underneath him so he looks bigger. <laughs> um, but the other characters, I don't I don't know. Maybe they thought uh, it would be too complicated because Captain America what? is a period okay. piece a lot of the time. Like if you did him during World War II, Okay. Or maybe they had, uh, I think that that, this is where I'm going to get real shaky. Um, I think the Captain America movie had already come out. The one that was a, a huge flop. Right. Maybe they thought that people didn't want Captain America. I don't know. This should be fun because it's like a Doctor Strange going into other dimensions. Maybe they thought like there's endless story possibilities like Doctor Who. You know what I mean? Like he flies through the universe and meets these strange beings. And what do they focus on? Doctor Strange at the doctors. They really (laughs) honed in on that doctor part of the title. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, this is more of a medical... Uh, procedural than a comic movie. Can we back up a little further? What's your past with comic books? Or what's your familiarity with Doctor Strange, with Marvel, with superheroes, etc., etc.? So, I didn't... Oh, I didn't have comic books when I was a kid. Like, I would get some. Like, because I knew people get got them. Like, my cousin would get them and stuff. And he was big into them. And I looked at them but i just didn't care about reading <laughs> i don't know i just didn't matter how, it didn't matter how many pretty pictures there were <laughs> um so i didn't really care much about them um i liked i i i preferred mad magazine and cracked and stuff like that you know to to actual like weekly or whatever monthly comics or whatever um but then when the movies came out um I casually watched them and then I decided I was going to, uh, I, I think there was like kind of a rent, you know, when the, when the Disney like thing really kicked in and like, um, the, the Marvel movies started to, um, like the Avengers ones started happening. Uh, that's when I thought, Oh, maybe I'll just go through all these. And so I went through all of the Marvel movies um, and then ever since then, I've just kept up with them because I like them. And Doctor Strange, I didn't know anything about until the Benedict Cumberbatch version. Okay. Which uh, I like and which, you know, I was kind of excited to watch this one because I thought, eh, you know, that's kind of, those are fun. Like maybe 
this one will be as fun, but no. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, 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 we'll get into it. We'll get into it. This is going to be an episode where if you are a comic book fan, and especially if you're a big fan of the Doctor Strange comic, guess what? Neither Nathan or I know this lore. Um, and no. we don't know the comic. And um, I, I apologize for that right now. But on the other hand, you should be able to step into this show not knowing anything about the comic and be able to get into the universe, understand what's happening, and and you know want to see these characters doing more. So that's my defense for not knowing the character. Guess what? <laughs> You shouldn't have to have read an encyclopedia on something to enjoy the thing that you're watching. <laughs> um, well, and especially like, I mean, how big was Doctor Strange outside of the TV show? Like, like Spider-Man and Hulk, you could be like, oh, everyone has that as a kind of a memory or they'll see that, you know, but like. It was a big in- comic, but it was more of a cult comic um, because okay. he's not a superhero you know, like a Superman or that kind of thing. It's a little bit, it's traveling the cosmos. It's a little bit more crazy fantasy. I didn't know what the story was to Doctor Strange, but I had looked a lot at the artwork because Steve Ditko, the artist who, you know, depending on who you talk to, created Doctor Strange and created the universe. It was late 60s whenever it really kicked in. So he would do these, huge two-page spreads of these big psychedelic universes and huge, bright, swirling colors and people made of galaxies and people who are as big as the Earth. Like, really trippy LSD-style artwork. It's very beautiful, which is why when I saw the Benedict Cumberbatch, I was really disappointed because there's none of that. It's supposed to look like this crazy <laughs> universe. And it's just kind of like Inception, like the house gets all bendy wendy. Yeah. Um yeah. and I also don't ever understand why you cast Benedict Cumberbatch and you have him play American because his American always kind of sounds a little off. He has such a great voice. <laughs> just make Doctor Strange <laughs> British. Who cares? I just love that like yeah, it is totally like I am Doctor Strange. Like, I, and he's better than that. One but it cheeseburger, like, please. Yeah, he's really enunciating. <laughs> he's not as cool and casual as uh, Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Doctor Strange movie kind of just passed through my brain as I as I watched it. I really didn't retain much of it. Well, get ready because the new one's coming. <sighs> Is there a straight up just Doctor Strange sequel, or is he yes, being jammed into that's everything the next, else? Uh, okay, that's the next Marvel release. Okay, and it's mandatory viewing for all of America. Every Marvel movie, mm-hmm. it's mandatory. We yeah, all twice. go get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Doctor Strange universe. Uh, how how to put it? Let's see. <laughs> It starts this off. This is more demonic. This one's more demonic. Uh, like this one seems to be more. Um, like I feel like the Doctor Strange of today is more about like time. And, yes. And, and this one's more about like magic and e- wizardry and evil. Like 
Uh, I'm pretty sure there's evil wizardry. I think there's a lot more of that in the comic. I mean, they do call the character head sorcerer and there are like pentagrams and, and occult symbology or symbolism and, and all this stuff going on. And I think it is more about, uh, talking about the ideas of evil incarnate in the universe as a force that you're battling against, um, and going interdimensionally, um, is uh, Morgan 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 Fay Morgan Le Fay um, is apparently Lefay. I was not she's the villain of this piece. Apparently, she is a villain who appears a lot in the Avengers and in some other stuff. I didn't see a ton of references to her being a villain for Doctor Strange in the comics, but she is an evil sorceress in the Marvel universe. Okay, and I like how this program began it was one of those things where oh she's yes. in um sorry she's in um <laughs> she's Just can't I, I wait thought, thought she was in this no it cannot she's in the new t- the wandavision that's morgan lefay okay who yes. Catherine hahn plays and uh, no uh oh. not Catherine hahn the i'm sorry not uh i'm sorry don't kill me, everyone. Now, um, she's in um, she's in the show Runaways. That's what I meant to say. Not uh, WandaVision. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she's in the show Runaways. Uh, that w- that was on uh, Hulu, I think. It is good that you said that because somebody would be hopping up and down, knowing the same thing yeah, and being I know, upset all- about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's the. Uh, CEO of the former CEO of Wizard. She's a high priestess. Okay. But no, it's played by Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, okay. Still working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When oh, she's sh- working in this, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jessica Walter working as well in this. It was really fun seeing her and I I, you know first saw her in Arrested Development playing the mom. So it was great seeing her young and hot and having a lot of fun, like playing it to the heavens. Yeah, this was, um, yeah, I know. I, I'd never seen her outside of Arrested Development or whatever. Um, but this movie starts in a way that I've seen. That's who you're talking about, right? Yes. <laughs> I've started the sentence three times. Let's see if fourth is the charm. Sorry. (laughs) This movie starts. I've seen enough bad movies or low budget movies to where it starts. And I was really into it because we're in this weird claymation hell (laughs) with this strange animated big demon talking to Jessica Walter as a, a mistress of evil and I was like, ooh, this is going to be cool. And then I thought, <clears throat> I bet we're going to be stuck on Earth in some boring set until the last 15 minutes of the movie, and then they'll spend the rest of the special effects budget. And boy, was I right. <laughs> because, it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, and it was like, it totally was like an episode of like um, Trapper MD or something. <laughs> Yeah, they're discussing I I honestly for as much time as they had to explain all this lore and I guess they explain it, I also was kind of lost as to 
what exactly was going on or or maybe more why it was happening because the demon says that he wants her to kill the successor of uh, the great wizard on Earth who is a force of good. And so um, Jessica Walter goes to Earth in non-sorceress dress form, possesses Mm -hmm. a young woman to momentarily shove the old wizard off a bridge (laughs) and have him get hit by a car, assume he's dead, and then walk off. That was her plan. Yeah. Shove him off a bridge. Yeah. And uh, she failed. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this, um, the her like taking over this lady's body, it leaves an impression on that lady and she ends up going crazy, essentially. Why exactly? Sort of. Why did she need to possess the other other person's body is it to catch the guy off guard uh yeah yeah so that he doesn't see her yeah although the way the sequence plays is the way the sequence plays out it seems like she could just run up behind him real fast and do it she can appear and disappear at whim she could appear behind him and push him real quick yeah but doesn't he also have kind of like a a way to not see that or something or a way to see that. I, I don't know. He, he does a little thing with his fingers and then all of a sudden everything's fixed. I don't know. I guess, but you would think that he could sense her in the person she's possessing. If he can sense her spirit. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of just random things kind of happen in this that, that don't, it just feels like they're, it it all has to happen this way. Otherwise, how will they write? How will this story work with all the characters they have? Well, that is definitely what fuels this movie is, well, we have to fit them in somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, we should say, and if we haven't, that this was essentially, uh, like they did all, like they used to always do, was uh, this was filmed as a pilot for the show that would come and then um, I don't know if they decide, Oh, we're not making the show or if they air it and then they go, Oh, we're not making the show. I assume that they aired this. It did nothing with ratings and they said, never mind. Oh yeah. Which is so stupid when you go, when you say like, okay, you're up against roots and roots happens and it's a phenomenon. Wouldn't someone go, yeah, but that was roots. How I mean, this needs we need to try we need to air this another night or do something with it. Unless this is a Puchinski situation where they made it, realized it was not playing too well and then said, "Well, we did spend money on this. We need to at least show this once because we've blown too much cash on it." There the biggest issue with this is definitely cuz I I felt like at the end of this, I thought I would watch this show. I would watch the show because the beginning of it. No, I'm not interested in the medical aspect of it. But then in the end, when he has the magic powers and he's healing people and all that kind of stuff, like I'm like, I would watch that show. That would be a fun, interesting show. Yeah. But you know, the TV show would have less effects than the movie would. 
You'd spend yeah, a lot know, of time but... in that psych ward. That brown, well, brown psych ward. Keep... I mean, you could just do a thing where you just, you know, they recorded him falling through the thing. They could just keep that and just repeat it. And sure. then you pop him into the cave but or wherever he's going to be. So I think they could have made it work. But but him healing people, when I saw that at the end, I thought, oh, that's a great take. That's now where does it go from there? You keep pitching that Jesus TV show, and it's just I him just can't stop. healing people constantly by touching them with his hand. And flying through the cosmos. <laughs> If this if this show had leaned into like I said like a Doctor Who type of thing where he was traveling to different universes every week that would be fun. I don't yeah. know that they'd go that goofy with it. You don't want to see him on the on a date with that girl? Well, of course. I would <laughs> I would watch a bachelor style show with with old Hooten. Uh, I would we, pay money for that. <laughs> By the, okay, so who who's the actress that plays that girl? What's her name? The woman he falls in love with? Yes. That is Anne-Marie Martin? Yeah, you, and she was married to... In the show, or in real life. In real life, she was married to Michael Crichton. Yes. Yeah. And is a co-writer of the movie Twister. Oh, she co-wrote it. Or at least, there's two ways to look at it. Either she co-wrote it, or seeing as she got divorced from Michael Crichton, said after the fact, <laughs> "You know, I told him to write a movie about a tornado, <laughs> and then legally is getting paid for that after the fact." That's funny. It's in the divorce papers. Uh, stranger things have happened. Do we want to hear the music that yes. uh, plays whenever the sorceress comes to Earth? This is this the music. John so Carpenter-esque awesome. uh, theme music for the Sorceress. Pretty good. So right before this happened, you know, they cut to the scene where you hear the, the, the like the, what you just heard where someone's walking or whatever. My wife gets up and she goes, uh, I think I'm going to go to bed. This is a little, and she made a little joke. She said, this is a little too strange. And then that music starts and she goes, that music's not though. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely. The music is amazing. She stuck around to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that's as good as the music gets in this show i had high hopes for the music of this show it's all the other stuff is pretty whatever there's a youtube video um if you search um dr strange and then the the guy who wrote the music um you can there's a youtube video that is just the music from the show oh okay and he put um, it up and there's a what's that and he put it up the composer put it up I don't. I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Um, 
think someone just I think someone just ripped it from the show. I didn't listen all the way through to, to hear any sound effects or anything. But then, but at the end, there's another kind of version of this that really goes deeper, and there's like some you know like it sounds like Italian giallo um, music horror movie. Yeah, yeah, and it has like really great guitars and stuff. And I it, 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 to me, it sounded like an Aesop rock album. Mm. For all those Aesop Rock fans out there. You must have been rapping over that like crazy. I did a little freestyle rip rap. Or as my father would say, you'd be talking jive like a rapster. Is that what he would say? Uh, at one point, he he had a dream that I was a rap artist, and he said, I had a dream that you were talking jive like a rapster. What did you just laugh as loud as you could in his face? I yeah, I didn't know what to say for a minute. It was just like such a sitcom line. He said rapster. <laughs> <laughs> My dad one time uh was like we were making fun of him for music he listens to or something. And he goes, Oh, I'm sorry I don't listen to uh Tommy Two Tone and the flip jibbers. <laughs> He really got you. He did. He zinged me big. Uh, you know, we, we've been talking about it, but boy, we've we've seen uh, a woman attempt a murder of an old man. We've seen the mm-hmm. bowels of interdimensional hell. But that takes yeah. about yeah, maybe 10 minutes, a little less than 10 minutes. Let's get into where we spend most of the show, the psych ward <laughs> of a hospital in New York that our hero, Stephen Strange, works at. And he works in a psych ward, as I said before, that is the brown wing. Everything here is and brown. <laughs> and he's kind of like a... Um, like, he's like, like who's the guy on MASH who's like the doctor who's like a goofball? Mm, you're asking the wrong person. You mean, is it Alan, well, he, Alan uh, Alda's I, character? Uh, Maybe he's kind of like a character who's like one of these doctors. Like he shows, like he's just, they're all like, he's like a womanizer and like, uh, those ladies, you're late again, doctor. And he's like, oh, well, what are they going to do about it? Like, kind of attitude. Like, he just like I shows wish up he late, had that does whatever. Personality. His only personality trait <laughs> is sometimes he is late for meetings. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like he is, um, by the way, is it Hawkeye? Is Hawkeye the guy who we're talking about? Um, Smooth talker. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think regard- so. Maybe, maybe. Regardless, like, I had no idea what Doctor Strange's character was, and I just watched a whole movie about him. They kind of allude to the fact that he gets a lot of dates. They kind of allude to the fact that he's late to meetings. That's pretty much it. He's just there, and he wants to be a good doctor, but there's nothing. It's like... Iron Man. He's brilliant. He's arrogant. Um, but he wants, you know, ultimately he wants to do good and he's a good guy. Incredible Hulk. Uh, brilliant scientist. He's always mad. If he gets mad, he's going to turn into a Hulk. So he tries to keep himself cool all the time. Doctor Strange. He's a doctor. <laughs> he's a doctor well, that's who likes I mean. like, people. <laughs> I feel like he. I feel like they wanted his character to be like more of a kind of a rebel, you know, like a guy like, uh, you know, like 
he's always late, but he gets the job done. Like, you know, like he's all, but, but he has such little personality <laughs> Yeah, that it doesn't really play it. It doesn't really pull it off. Part of the reason is definitely that actor, right? He's very bug-eyed for a guy with normal-sized eyes. Old curly top. <laughs> Old curly top and mustache. He? Who? What else has he been in? That name's familiar. Nothing of any... Like, his biggest role is Doctor Strange. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Good truly, it is like teeny, tiny extra roles or uncredited roles in Mannix and the Waltons. Okay, well. Well, good for him for getting a big his first big uh Yeah. Break. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. Must have knocked it out of the park <laughs> in that audition. Uh, you know, you show up with that butt chin, man. You're going to knock him dead. <laughs> is that is, is a butt chin a desirable trait or not? I I definitely have heard women saying like you know the term strong chin. So if you got a strong okay, chin, is that know, considered a strong chin? <laughs> I thought I, like Jay Leno's not a strong chin. <laughs> uh, that's too. That's like a roided out chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to put like a uh, wife beater on his chin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. So I guess, I mean, I guess he kind of looks like a good, like, I guess he's kind of, he's a good looking guy, right? I mean, we've talked about this. 70s is a time where you have to be told that a man is good looking by what you're watching <laughs> because it's very hard to tell. I was trying to think about it and I was looking at him and I was trying to put my head in the mind of a 70s modern woman. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, I, and was, like, I thought, okay, he's a good Burn your he's bra. A good guy. <laughs> I thought he was a good looking guy, I guess. But I guess I did. It's hard for me. Like, whenever I, you know, like I hear all the time or, or I see, watch shows all the time where the womanizer, and I'm like, why is this guy considered a person who's like always getting chicks or whatever? Mm-hmm. But like, I, I'm like, who is. And then, and then I'll talk to my wife or someone, and they're like, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, what do I know? <laughs> He's I got guess they're not my type. It. I think Peter Hooten <laughs> would read as more handsome if he did not have a furry little curly mustache and a furry little <laughs> curly head of hair. So it looks like he is on a bag of a Halloween costume. <laughs> it <laughs> says, Disco Man. <laughs> Yeah, he ha- he definitely has a um, Tom Hanks in um, bosom buddies. Bosom buddies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say bosom brothers. <laughs> <laughs> bosom buddies. Look, you know, just definitely a big or in big, just a except a little tighter, a little tighter curl. I think something about Peter Hooten's face, and, and I mean, look, hey, he's a good-looking guy. He he's had a hard career. We shouldn't be analyzing him so deep. His face is um, it's very wide open. <laughs> so I that's think, why you think the, the ladies get their legs well. Open. I think that that's why I don't find him um, 
good as the movie's hero because he just he just looks a little spacey. He doesn't look focused. He also spends most of the movie um I guess Doctor Strange, I guess Benedict Cumberbatch character is a little um not very heroic at first. But this I feel like in this movie it's like the whole movie this guy's just like some um greasy doctor. Well, there's and no in the last like f- 5 minutes he becomes a hero. There's no learning arc for him or there's no character arc for like morality because from what I can remember of Doctor Strange in the comics isn't he a brilliant surgeon and he has tons of money it's very Tony Stark but less charming Tony Stark he's just kind of an ass like a house yeah that's that's doctor. how I felt about it in the movie at least right that's how I, at least that's how they shaped the character and so him going into this journey where he is doing things uh, altruistically is his character arc in this. He's just kind of there. He doesn't know what's going on. Then he's told what's going on. And then he, he just kind of does it. And and he has no personality. He's just kind of a flat line. Who's along for the ride. But also he's like, he's like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Cause he, at first he did rejects it. He's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be a mat. You know, I'm not going to call you master. Like he, like the, the older guy who, who would be teaching him everything or whatever. He's like, I'm not going to let you teach me this stuff. I'm my own man. And then like, you know, and, and his whole thing is that he's just like dating, you know, he's like, uh, <laughs> it's this patient. He cures her. And then she gets turned on by him and they, and then he's like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm not supposed to sleep with patients. And she's like, well, I'm not a patient anymore. And then all bets are off. He's all in. And then he gets seduced by Morgan instantly. And like from, he's on a date with the girl. Morgan shows up, takes him away, and he instantly goes to be with her instead. Like within like three minutes Well, I think of being on a date with this other girl. I think they were supposed to read in that Morgan is doing a little bit of mind control to him. Okay. Also, okay. she says that if you stay with her, I'm going to keep possessing her or bothering her. If you leave with me, she'll be set free. That's why initially he goes. Initially. Yeah. Journey through. And but then, then when think, he's there, he's like, Oh yeah. man, you're hot. <laughs> well, I mean, it, Every time, While I'm here. every time that something like that happened, it seems too justified. It's like the old guy who we haven't really <laughs> talked about, the wise, the the head wizard or the head sorcerer says, oh, I'm getting old. Uh, you're the next in line to be the sorcerer. You need to stay with me and call me master and live a, a life as a sorcerer. Not having done anything to prove himself to this guy really so I was like, that's very understandable that he would say that. And then Well, with- he did make he did make the 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 doctor's boss uh change his mind about a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and then in terms of the LaRue stuff, I mean, she it's it's uh it's her, she looks great. She takes him to another <laughs> planet. 
She puts a big gold necklace on him. She gives him the power to shoot lightning bolts out of his hands. He goes, you want to make out? And I'm like, yeah, this is a great deal that she's offering. There's no downside. But then he, then he rejects it. He like ends up uh, escaping. And then he's back with the girl. Like nothing happened. Like he didn't just uh, um, go to bed, almost go to bed with Morgan. It resets the time continuum kind of. But not for him though. Not for he him. He had no shame. He has the <laughs> <laughs> He had no guilt. Well, don't worry because his he's told that he can't have children if he's going to be a sorcerer. Oh, he he can't have children? He he that's part of the vow is you don't have offspring. Oh, okay. I don't know why because he was a, I, I don't, that is not explained. It's just kind of said. It's in the comics, I guess. So, it's so not is like, there any stuff in the comic where he's like, man, I really wish I could have kids? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's an issue of Doctor Strange where he's just looking at adoption brochures. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> what, what, why does that even matter if he never talks about I, it? I, I do not know. I'm guessing that it's something that is dealt with. Maybe he gets, in a relationship with this woman and she wants kids and he has to say, I'm sorry, I'm a sorcerer. I don't know. Yeah, but she doesn't know he's a sorcerer. Not yet. I'm sure that would be revealed. I'm, well, number one, it's definitely been revealed in a comic several times by now. Okay. As Doctor Strange has been in publication for a long time and comics only have so many stories to cycle through. Well, and in, in the movies, I mean, everyone knows everyone in the movies, but. That's true. Hey, small town. Yeah, <laughs> New York. There is um, a play. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to mention yeah. that my favorite location sign in this New York set is there is a children's <laughs> clothing store and it advertises it has the sizes Chubbies, Huskies, and Slims. <laughs> Say it again. Chubbies, Huskies, and Slims as children's yeah. clothing <laughs> sizes. <laughs> I love that set because that is the, like, um, that's supposed to be, like, one of the five boroughs. You know, that's supposed to be, like, like a project mm-hmm. um, because there's graffiti everywhere. The bus, like, someone's graffitied black power on the bus. Right. And, like, there's just uh, a little kid who looks like... Um, you know, one of the fat Albert kids yeah. is riding a bike through the thing. And then, yeah, it's like they just took one of those brownstone studio sets and just, you know, threw some trash on the ground and then put that Chubbies and Huskies sign on there. <laughs> They're like, welcome to the real New York. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of By the like, way, yeah. like he's never walking in an area like that. And then out of nowhere, he just goes there. He goes there like because that. that's where the sorcerer's apartment is. The sorcerer's but, huge three-story apartment is there. But, but it's never, but but you don't, okay. But I feel like, um, I feel like the girl lives right around the corner or something. I, I'm not going to get into the geography of this show. I don't know how extensively <laughs> okay. they laid out us feeling space 
in this made-for-TV movie, which I'm assuming was shot well, you in know two weeks. That's what I really felt about this, was that um, New York was really another character in this. That's an interesting take. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, it was like the city that's, was like another character. Whoa, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's really cool. One time I was in New York, and I remember, this is a true story. I remember I had uh, been drinking, and I was walking around, and I looked at one of the buildings uh, and all the windows, and I thought, man, everybody here is a story. And immediately I thought, oh, I've had way too much to drink, if that is something I'm thinking. <laughs> man, everyone here has a story. <laughs> I was immediately disgusted with myself. So, um, I mean, look, this, 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 so much time is spent on nothing happening interesting. No. That we really kind of, we really kind of tackled this. (laughs) People walk around in the hospital psych ward. People walk Mm -hmm. around in the stucco covered brown curtained sorcerer's apartment. Yep. People walk around on the streets of New York and look fearfully at each other as they think about attacking each other, but they don't. <laughs> and then in the last 10 minutes of the movie, everybody gets lightning bolt hands and starts shooting each other. And a demon <laughs> runs out and he, uh, he yells at it. A demon voiced by Ted Cassidy, who played Lurch on the Adams family. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, and uh, the sorceress is defeated and turns into an old gnome. Um, this <laughs> okay, all she, because very exciting. She was old. She was old. Uh, she is an old person, but she gets her looks, uh, her young, youthful looks, from being in service to this demon. That's right. Um, yep. And the old sorcerer dies, and then he comes back and... Uh, Doctor Strange gets all of his powers transferred from the old sorcerer to him. Also, the old <laughs> Doctor Strange was given these really cool looking black and red robes by the sorceress. And yes. uh, he comes back and he's like, okay, well, you're dressed for the occasion. And when he gets the old sorcerer's powers, he's given the dorkiest ice capades costume. <laughs> it's the greatest American hero. It is. <laughs> Like these purple it's silky purple tights. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, purple and a yellow lightning bolt or whatever. Oh. Or whatever is on his chest. It's such a bummer. It's like, man, he had such a cool outfit. And it looks like the outfit, the original outfit looks more like the outfit in the comics. The movie. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's so strange. It's like, why did they change it? It looked Powerful and yeah, it now looks it looks like such a dingus. I mean, the the curly hair does not help that outfit. No. So and then, but then um, he comes back, and then he um, he has saved the girl, and the girl forgets what happens. But then Morgan Lefay is back as like a self help guru, right? And um, the girl does not recognize her now. She forgot her t- of her time with her. 
Well, what hit me was they see her in a shop window being interviewed on TV and LaFay is saying, oh, yes, I have all these young women coming to me for help and I teach them the LaFay way of thinking, which is clearly some sort of like mind control thing that she's putting a spell on all these young girls and setting up a cult. Yeah. And I was like, that's an interesting plot line and understandable. Why didn't you do that plot line for the movie? Yes. That that should have been the opening bit. Yes. Like and then you go from there. And then then how do we deal with that? Right. <sighs> yeah, I know. I don't know why they were like, well, I mean, when we go to series, we can have this. Never think you'll yeah. go to series. Never think you'll have a sequel. Just do everything you want in the first thing. Yeah. So then so then it ends with um He's he's just kind of oh, Doctor Strange is walking through a uh, like a, a like Central Park uh, the park let's say. Central Park yeah. yeah and there's a magic show happening there and it's um he he makes the guy's magic trick be a little bit more real magic uh, and the guy's like oh my gosh you know like he's he says there's gonna be a ball that appears in his hand and it's like a, a dove appears or whatever a flower or so you know and and then it just kind of fades away on him you know realizing he's a real magician or whatever but um the guy who plays the magician is who is it larry anderson is that his name you tell me you're the one who found this out yes he's a very famous magician well Um, what i love about the scene where dr strange gooses up his magic trick is he's just been told you have all this power it is like a child having a gun it can hurt other people and hurt you so you have to learn about it and be really careful so immediately dr strange uses his powers to screw with a magician's magic trick (laughs) right uh okay so larry anderson is was like a famous um actor um, but he also did, uh, he, he also co-starred with Lucille Ball on, as her son-in-law on the show Life of Lucy. Um, had a lot of bit he, parts. Yeah. But yeah. then he also, he, um, he hosted, oh, he also portrayed Ronald McDonald in at least one TV commercial, but he hosted all of these, um, I guess he hosted like some TV shows or something, but he, he used to do these things called jaw droppers video collections. Which were like magic, um, magic, you know, instructionals. Mm-hmm. But here's the, the the best thing though is he he was he was a solid Scientologist for thirty three years, and he starred in the orientation film that you would watch when you became a Scientologist. Um, and he recently in two thousand nine he left the church and he wanted his money back, which of course, I'm sure he did not get. I think he's still in litigation from them. Isn't that what the story said for $120,000 that he's paid them? And he says he has probably, he's probably paid that to his lawyers already. (laughs) I mean, that's how they get you, right? Huh? Yeah. 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 Those cars you went on a game show. Hey, you pay taxes on that. That's not free. (laughs) Um, yeah. So lots of fun stuff in this show, except the actual show. Yeah, if you want to see some fun 70s action, I'd say you can watch the beginning and then skip around to the end. You will not miss Find much. Find the music. 
Find the music. Of course, purchase the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Email Nathan, ask him for the link. I'll give you the link. You just got to find the email address. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I've sav- business savvy, uh, savvily have hidden. <laughs> no, what is our email address? I think it's network special podcast at gmail.com. Please. Email us there if you have any questions. Have we ever it checked that email? It does to my email address. Oh, I it see. It gets forwarded to my email address, I'm pretty sure. And how many emails are we sitting on? Um, Let me take a quick gander. Take a quick um, look. I'm going to guess and say mostly spam and Twitter updates. I will say I am looking to extend my manhood, if you know what I mean. Is there any links oh. for a guy like me? Oh, yeah, but that's uh, coming from the listeners, not from spam. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I like what I'm hearing a lot. (laughs) All right, I'll tell you right now. Let's see if I go to all mail. And um, all mail. I'm liking what I'm hearing. (laughs) 96 emails. 96 emails, oh. and all of these have been forwarded to me. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, like just like I said, a lot of TikTok and Twitter notices, no no one caring enough to mm. write into the show. Mm. Well, listeners, uh, you know what to do. Give us a ring. Give us, us a ring. Yeah. Email us. I worked with a, a, a person, this was in 1998, when people didn't just universally know about email and uh she was talking on the phone to a client and we had these big thick brochures that we'd send people and she goes oh yeah we have all these brochures i'll email you one he goes what and he goes i'll just email it to you and he goes do you know what email is And she goes not really (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great i one time i was in uh in church and uh Oh, here we go. Someone was here. Yeah, here we <laughs> go. News. <laughs> Someone <laughs> was. Uh, I was sitting next to these these uh, <clears throat> older ladies, and the pastor was telling some hilarious tale about how he used to have a a mullet, and they laughed so hard at the mention of the word mullet, and then said, "One of them said, what's a mullet?'" And the other one said, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you hear a joke and it's just the timing of what you're hearing is so good. Just the rhythm of comedy will make you laugh. A kind of like Pavlov's dog reaction. Yeah. You got a slobber. Bless, bless those ladies. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, so we, so we started off our Marvel series with a Big bang. <laughs> I'm very curious because I have not seen the live action Spider-Man or Incredible Hulk movies. Nope. I'm very curious to see how they stack up against each other. Is this going to be the most action packed one that we see? Yeah. How much of the no newsroom way. walking around the newsroom is Peter Parker going to do? How much <laughs> of the Incredible Hulk is going to be him thoughtfully walking across like a farmland a laboratory. or something like that? <laughs> or a laboratory. Oh, is it going to be flashbacks of him in the lab? Maybe. Yeah. 
Uh, I think the movie for Hulk that we watch, it, it, it comes after the TV show. So I think by then they'll have figured out what makes a good episode. Okay. So this one will probably be a little, that one will probably be more action packed. Do we want to Spider-Man one? I think was, was a pilot. Maybe I can't remember. Do we want to guess now the order that we think we're going to like these in and then see what we say after the fact, I think it's going to be the best is going to be Hulk, then strange, then Spider-Man. Um, I think maybe Hulk, Spider-Man, then strange. Okay. That's what I think. All right. Thank you so much for being here. It's going to be Marvel Month, and we're so excited. Join yeah, the rest um, of America. Like and, like and subscribe. Go to TikTok. We have a TikTok. It's been seeing a lot of action lately. Um, check us out on Facebook, Twitter. I try to post something daily about whatever it is we're watching. And, um, yeah, I mean, come on. What else you got in life? What else you got? going on and yeah all right everyone thank you so much for listening we'll see you soon bye (laughs) bye